Hello everyone. This is Shunali Shroff and this is Kiran Mandral and we are not your aunties. Hi, this is Kiran Mandral and I'm here with Shunali Kular Shroff for Not Your Auntie. And this time uh we came together to talk about something that's really been on our minds for a while. And it was triggered by a recent book cover of Sinatamann. Why was this triggered? Because Sinatamann is not your typical cover girl. She's 70 plus. She's gorgeous. And Sonali and I thought that we really must discuss what makes it so important to have older women on the cover. Right, Sonali? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, while it's been done uh, in the West on occasion, they've had Emma Thompson on the cover of some magazine or the other they've had me musk on the cover of sports illustrated and uh, martha stewart at i think 80 or 81 was also on the cover of sports illustrated this is one of the few times that an indian lifestyle luxury magazine has you know uh, posted although i must say vogue did the age issue very well uh, i think that was last year so it's not that it's never been done but Zinatamann had sort of all but disappeared from our consciousness and you know she's come back with a bang and that's on the cover of a magazine like this so it leads itself to a lot of conversation and discussion with different generations right absolutely absolutely i think woke also did something very brave with their philippines cover where they brought the 106 year old tattoo uh, the tri- tribal filipino uh, lady i forget her name and uh, one second i have it right here apo bang ode and she's 106 she's a traditional uh, tribal woman from the philippines and she was on the cover in all her glory not a tattoo was on display with only lipstick on and i think that is so no f- filters no, yeah absolutely no filters and i thought that was lovely because uh, when you do see older women on the cover i mean even when we saw martha stewart on the cover of uh, this film suit special of sports illustrated she was quite airbrushed right she was heavily airbrushed so the fact that uh, they bore philippines left this lady on the cover with all her wrinkles intact i think that was so beautiful no i think it's wonderful and i can see that zina thawan is enjoying it and even though i you know i think that you, nobody wants to be forgotten come on okay and least of all an iconic person like her and then we live in a society that glorifies youth that idolizes youth and a society where you know a man is celebrated no matter what his age for his achievements but a woman is celebrated for the way she looks for her appearance and a youth and i think that i mean even if even though she had a fair share of the public glare and limelight i think that her starting her instagram account in february and writing some really meaningful post okay very reflective self aware uh, contemplative and also calling out very gently a lot of things you know uh, i think that makes her that wisdom that we see that age bestows upon some some people i really have enjoyed reading her post because there's a lot of wisdom in there she is a nonconformist in her own way even today you know It's it's really nice to see her being celebrated like this. Although young people have a very different opinion on this, they would. But I think we need representation. If we're talking about representation in every space, that we need representation on fashion on the covers of fashion magazines as well. No, we do. We this entire uh, you know burden of aging, so to speak, as you mentioned rightly, 
is unfairly on the shoulders of women. Yeah. And Sinat Aman herself says, with age, men have equated gravitas, but women are at best offered sympathy. And I love that she's chose to subvert this. Yeah. And she's there with her silver hair and her bobs and her wrinkles. And absolutely elegant and graceful and beautiful. As much as she was a bombshell in her day, she's as gloriously elegant today. And uh, I, for one, am cheering this. No, I think yesterday I got into a conversation with somebody uh, on social media. Somebody whose uh, posts I hold in good regard. Okay. And he said, you know, come on, she's no Vaida Rahman. I said, but you know, let's not belittle her. So what if she's no Vaida Rahman? She has her own currency in the world. And not everybody has to take that shy, fading away, you know, and making that once in your lifetime award achievement appearance. Okay, we all, I think there are so many personalities and varieties of human beings across all sexes. Okay, uh, I think that to sort of hang that uh, burden like an albatross around somebody's neck where they have to behave a certain way because that is socially graceful and acceptable. And I think for that matter, by the way, her cover was done very gracefully. I have a problem with uh, Sports Illustrated. I think that to present women in their 80s and late 70s, uh, like May Musk, who is gorgeous, no doubt, but to present them in a swimsuit, I have a problem with that because I kn- one has a f- fair idea of where Sports Illustrated is coming from. Okay, they 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 do you know extremely provocative covers, sexually provocative. Though they tone it down so that it doesn't pass off as porn. But I think that if they were trying to normalize a woman's body in their seventies and eighties, I think I will respect them for that. But knowing how they've been in the past, I think that it was presenting repackaging a much older woman, you know, in a bathing suit to still try and say, look, I'm still hot. But what I'm trying to say is that you don't always only have to be hot to merit a cover. You can be so many other things. There's an age to be hot. And after that, you know, like she said something lovely. Zinataman said that she had so much attention and, you know, she's always been this extremely sexy, iconic, glamorous woman. And she says, in a way, that is gone now, right? With age. And she says, it's even things out. And that's such an optimistic way to look at it. I found it, I mean, I'm afraid of aging, I, I must confess. And I found that so lovely. The fact that, yeah, age evens it out because now she's no longer just a face or just a body. Now we know her as a different person completely, actually thanks to Instagram. We know, know, the, know the other side of her. And we know that she's actually this pretty, wise, wonderful person and with so much of heft to her thoughts and her words, which we would have never known, you know. We never thought about her. We ne- we just knew that unidimensional uh, aspect of her that was presented to us through the movies. On the, on the other hand, I find it interesting that you see, you know, the Sports Illustrated uh, presents these bikini, uh, the swimsuit-clad versions of the older women and obviously they're catering to a certain uh, audience. But I also remember a Vanity Fair cover of Nicole Kidman, who, while not in the age bracket as Zena Taman and Martha Stewart and uh, May Musk, uh, she's, I think, in her mid-50s. Uh, she was wearing a cut-off top and a very low skirt. And it was a very, if I may say, you know, early Britney Spears kind of a look. It hit me again. Again, yes. It was hit me baby one more time. And then... Uh, I felt at that point she looked wonderful. She was absolutely perfectly in shape. But somehow I felt, why are we doing this? There's too much pressure, Kiran. This is the thing, you know. 
all these magazines today they are doing this for diversity and talking about inclusion and doing plus size models on the cover or doing and you know older women on the cover but do you realize that the very next month i'm not singling any particular magazine out i'm saying even a sports illustrated or any magazine that is choosing to now uh, push the envelope with this but the very next month they will revert to using young hot uh, glamorous models again and so the narrative isn't changing at all then if you're going to do it only as a of one token as a tokenism thing then you are actually still enablers in fact they're not just enablers i'm saying all glamorous fashion magazines are the reason why nicole people like nicole kidman are still doing what they are doing okay exposing the midriff and standing a certain way and trying to dress like how their kids dress there is so much pressure on women to look hot and to look desirable and who has created that i think we are still after all these centuries going with the maiden mother crone trilogy of a woman's life you are so right we want to bracket women into these three categories and anybody who does not fit into any of these three categories we are uneasy with we are uncomfortable with yeah the tokenism is there but i you know i think uh, in a way um, uh, social media is helping a lot of women break the to- tokenism and yeah we have zeenat aman right here as an example of how it has you, she's written something lovely kiran if i may i'm going to read out just this uh, line of her, her quote from one of her posts on instagram uh which by the way had 41152 likes that sort of shows to you how many women it has resonated with says uh, i was initially reluctant to stop dyeing my hair and was strongly advised against it some well wishers even said it would negatively impact my work opportunities you know going all said well it was only once i contemplated upon my own hesitations that i realized i really don't care to buttress our society's idolization of youth i mean hurrah more power to her you know being young is wonderful she says but so is being old it thrills me to see more and more silver haired women of all ages challenging the status quo so i'm just saying that you're right social media has given you know see the thing is that uh, purchase media publications cater to a certain demographic defined by the advertising divisions of those publications which is defined by corporates and advertisers they are putting their money investing it in a certain demographic only and so i guess magazines have to make a living and so they have to do what they have to do but social media is free of such challenges and it's not hamstrung by that and this is brilliant that a woman her age can take to it and you know imagine the influence it's having even on people like you and me right absolutely it's giving us courage <laughs> a lot of courage someday we will be at the cover of book possibly and more importantly you know uh, just owning it right but so back to coming back to the you worked with a you worked with the magazine uh, you know i don't want to name it because I don't know how much you want to go there, but I'm just saying that ultimately magazines sell because cover girls look hot. And I think that if magazines went beyond tokenism, and if they really want to change this conversation and move towards a less ageist society, they need to start not doing this as an exception. They need to start doing it more often. They need to start, you know, building on this. This is just a stepping stone. Otherwise, it will just remain a window dressing. 
Window dressing, yes. They do get older women nonchalantly. And uh, I read a very interesting article, if I may just read a bit from it. Go on, yeah. It's about how uh, it had a very interesting photo feature uh, where you had George Clooney, gorgeous as he is, with all his cruise feet and laugh lines and uh, forehead lines and full glory. And you had, I think, somebody else next to him who was uh, Drew Barrymore or somebody in the same age bracket or a little younger with exactly three wrinkles. And the magazine had analyzed the me, and I quote, Women in, on magazine covers are only allowed three wrinkles. The amazing thing is that it doesn't matter how many years over 35 a woman is, she still gets her three wrinkle treatment. Whether you're Demi Moore at 47, Jennifer Aniston at 43, or Michelle Pfeiffer at 51, you get three wrinkles. Helen Mirren at 65 is allowed maybe five. That's quite funny. <laughs> so you're going, to, you're going to get rationed your wrinkles if you make it to a magazine cover. You're not going to be enough to have more. <laughs> it is true. They'll airbrush so, it away in any case. As, as they've done now with uh, Martha Stewart. Absolutely. And, and the irony of the whole thing is uh, you may have ads with older celebrities selling you anti-wrinkle creams. Yeah. And that is airbrushed true. And we know it. Of course. Of course. But you know, I spoke to my daughters about it today. Firstly, they didn't know who Zena Taman was. Aww. So I said, what do you feel about her being on the cover of Vogue? So they were like, we don't know who she is, we don't care. So I asked my 15-year-old then, and she's actually a, a, a very mature and wise 15-year-old. Hmm. So she says to me that, look, Mama, maybe if this was Cindy Crawford, like I know who she is. She knows who she is because of hmm. her daughter, yeah, Kaya Gerber. So she said, if she was on the cover as a silver-haired woman, uh, I might be tempted to flip through the magazine. Uh, but she said that, A, I don't know who she is, right? Uh, and by herself, she's just an old person. I don't look at old people or their bodies on the covers of magazine. Do you see what I'm saying? Uh, then I actually took her through photos of May Musk uh, in a swimsuit. And she was like, ghost. Because you see, entropy shows on the body and no matter how much you work out, you may move into the gym, but certain muscles sort of, you know, give way and lose their elasticity. So I think that she was being honest. She said, oh, this is gross. Okay. And uh, that's damning. <laughs> and it's damning. But the thing is that if we normalize this, Fair. if it becomes absolutely fine for women to be seen in their bikinis and their swimsuits with their wrinkly bodies and their bellies, Oh, you know, on magazine covers. And of course, they're not going to take nobodies. They're going to take women who are successful and famous. I get that. But if they did not do the aggressive airbrushing and they presented them as is more frequently, it might make things easier. Okay? It might, definitely. This entire resistance to women's bodies, there was an actual article which said that women over 35 are buying bikinis. And it was written in a tone of such horror that... Can you imagine women over 35 daring to buy bikinis? Are you serious? I wonder if the byline was by a man or a woman. I was pretty horrified at the tone of the article because how it implied a certain horror, sort of a repulsion to the... It it was very uh, uh, horrified at the thought that women over 35 would dare buy bikinis and get their 35 plus bodies into a bikini. And I never really thought of it that way. I went on holiday recently. I carried a bikini with me. Um, not exactly a bikini, a more Sharif version of a bikini because, you know, well, it was a two-piece, what the hell. And, uh, 
but this stone got me thinking as to why this revulsion towards women's bodies if you are over a certain age because there are some bodies which are pretty young and which are also not in shape but it's fine i mean all bodies are fine whatever they are yeah whatever even if it wasn't yeah you see i think there's a reason why women are afraid of aging men aren't one is natural selection because i think that you know biologically men can procreate for much longer and female of the species her shelf life is reduced uh, after menopause in terms of you know desirability from the point of view of procreation so i can understand if it's you know sort of naturally a part of a woman's psyche but it goes a lot beyond that increasingly so and since you know we i'm approaching 50 as in like once you're in your mid 40s you start looking at conversations that older women are having and you realize that there is just a common chorus they all feel invisible we've touched on this before and that invisibility starts when you hit your 40 hit around 45 exactly after 45 and look at zina taman she was invisible until she took to instagram which means it had to be first instagram her success there before a fashion magazine would touch her you see it didn't happen that somebody approached her and said we want you on the cover and she was forgotten till she made herself relevant so i think the bottom line is keep yourself relevant so wear tank tops jump in front of the camera <laughs> stay relevant if i don't see her doing no, no, that i'm just saying i'm saying whether nicole kidman doing that or i think all of this in her case i don't think the i don't think she's trying to stay relevant it's happened organically she's spoken about it that her kids spoke to her about it and they said why don't you take to instagram but i'm saying how delightful how wonderful to have been forgotten whether you care about it or not and then to have been rediscovered through your own voice without any magazine giving you a platform or without the male directors gaze of you showcasing you to the world i mean the fact that she was always showcased to the male gaze and now she is showing herself for what she is i think that is so empowering for everyone to know it really is i'm waiting to see dimple kapadia on the cover next she is gorgeous as ever and she's got some amazing roles recently she's done a hollywood film she has done patan she's she's doing a lot of stuff and she's a feisty woman and with a good voice too it would be fun to hear her so maybe we can exhort dimple to please come on insta too it'll be fun to hear you oh she's not on insta already is she not i don't think so i don't i haven't seen anything or any tweet any post or anything so one of the people who you know i said is 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 a wiser observer of society said to me what did you think about zinath uh, i said what did you think i loved it i said i said what did you think and he said oh just grandma can speak good english ouch yeah and he's not very young okay he i mean i guess he's in his 30s but i'm trying to say in the late 30s or early 40s perhaps so i'm just saying look these are people's opinions and watching a wrinkled face on the cover of the magazine or media going gaga about it i think he was only talking about the cover of the magazine he was talking about this whole you know everybody in the media this excitement that her comeback has generated i think it makes me feel uncomfortable to see wrinkles because somewhere it is a reminder of what is waiting for them at the next you know juncture in their lives yeah and ageism is a self fulfilling prophecy anyway so 
yes as you said yeah it's it's scary and it is uh, also scary to see an older woman take up space unabashedly because society is constantly denying you space so that taking up of space is very important and i i like that uh, you know she and there are so many women on instagram uh, silver disobedience is another handle not a famous person but you know owning a silver and looking gorgeous while she's at it and uh, i like the fact that women are owning up their silver hmm. i i have huge respect for women who are keeping their silver and you know rocking it totally yeah but uh, you, you know how many older models have come into the fashion world after they've crossed 60 in recent times actually doing catwalks and modeling for products it's quite a uh, phenomenal i've been reading about somebody who started modeling when she was 80 and now she's 91 and she's still modeling remember we had talked about that other model the russian model yes yes who said nobody wanted to date her because she refused to do anything to her face uh, polina puriskova Yes, that's right. Yes, and right. Uh, she would. Uh, she was talking about how she she hadn't done any got any work done, which was quite brave of her staying in the U.S. And after she lost her partner, she went back, tried to get back into the dating space, and would enter a party and notice that she was just looked over. And she was a supermodel of her times, quite gorgeous for her age still. I heard a talk by May Musk uh, because after she left her abusive marriage, she said that. you know she was at first she was devoting all her time to raising her three boys and i think she was in her 40s when she put herself out there to date men and she said it's uh, it's very challenging as she says in that peculiar accent and i'm like you know somebody as gorgeous as her and she's a model even now at this age she sits on the board of on all of mass companies but if gorgeous women as they're aging are finding it challenging to to find partners right um, i don't know what lies ahead for ordinary women who are going to be single or are single at that age uh, and i think the other thing is that our lifespans have increased so earlier it was easy to fade into oblivion because you were you know going to kick the bucket by the time you were like 60 or something now you can just go on living being old we, you know we aren't the generation of the golden girls anymore so the other day uh, this uh, brilliant writer and irish uh, irish writer uh, jamie o'callaghan is a friend of mine and i was uh, catching up with him uh, in singapore so you know it so happened that we just had a few overlapping hours in the city he was going to leave for japan and i was arriving and so we decided to meet that evening and i think you know before you go and meet a friend you could be catch up on their life so very sweetly jamie uh, played my podcast in the taxi on his way to come and look me up He's thirty nine. He's very handsome, and uh, so Jamie comes. Jamie's gay, and uh, he's engaged to a very lovely man. He's in a very happy place. So he came, and um, we started talking about. You know, I said, "When is your fortieth?" He said, "Next year." He said, "When is your fiftieth?" And I said, "I'm not telling you." <laughs> so he said, "Listen, whenever you have a party for your fiftieth, I'm coming." So I said that uh, you know I'll probably have my fiftieth party about three four years after I turn fifty, and I so I made a big joke out of it. Okay, uh, I said I actually it's not so much growing turning fifty that is scary. It's what people make of it. That oh my god, mid century mark. Oh my god, and you actually feel you officially transitioned into you know geriatric. So he says to me something brilliant. He so he listened to our podcast on my on his way to uh, seeing me. 
He said, you know, I heard your podcast and you girls sound like you're absolutely happy being who you are. Then why hide? In, I mean, without using the word own it, without phrasing it like that, he basically said, just be proud of who you are and just own it. Because look at how fantastic you guys are at 50 or in your late 40s. So there's only to hide. Then he said, then look at Jennifer Lopez. So he said, she never hides her age. I said, but yeah, because she's J.L.O. and then she doesn't eat, drink alcohol and then she eats only organic food and then no, no wonder she's looking like that. <laughs> yeah. But it, it felt good to hear somebody in their 30s, you know, say this, that there's nothing to hide, nothing to be ashamed of. Go for it. Absolutely. I Please convey my regards and thank you to Jamie. Please tell him he made me feel very good about myself. I recently turned 52. And I put up a photograph uh, announcing it to the world on Twitter and on Insta saying, and it's 52. And many people, many, many people were kind enough to say, like, oh, happy birthday, Vagera, 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 Vagera. And there was some matter that that is not 52, that is 62. And yeah, and that is 62. And that is at, at least 70. And all that went on. And I was thinking to myself, yes, yes. I was just thinking, what joy do you get from this? Why would you say something like this to a complete stranger? Can't you just be nice and say happy birthday and be done with it? These are all men. So I'm owning it. I'm owning being 52. If you have a problem with it and you want to bring me down and you want to say you're looking 62, that's your problem, man. It's not my problem. <laughs> okay, good. You know, I, I I have a lot of learning to do from everybody. <laughs> from, you for, from you for sure. I think we were talking about uh, Shobha Day. And Shobha wrote a book about turning 70. Then she wrote a book about turning 75. And she's, she's very cool with it. She's like, so what? I know. She totally owns it. I mean, she's the rock star. Yeah. The OG rock star of the literary world. One may use the term OG. <laughs> we have to use it. <laughs> you know, of course, why not? I use it all the time. I don't do it deliberately. You know, when you hang out with kids, their vocab sort of enters your... Uh, yeah, it's sort of osmosis. Through osmosis, we are... Yeah, it is. Yeah. And we passed that test, remember? We did a yeah, yeah. We, Gen Z vocab test. We passed yeah. it in flying, with flying colors. We need our sashes and crowns. <laughs> and so anyway, to wind up this episode, I think we need more such women. We are grateful. Finally, after trashing social media so often, we are grateful for it in many ways. Uh, it's enabling, the, giving these women a voice, a platform to be who they are. And I think uh, magazines need to not do it as a one-off. They need to slowly start doing it in a very big way, in a very definitive way. And with that, this is a wrap on this episode of Not Your Auntie. This is Kiran Manral. And this is Shunali Kuller-Shroff. Write into us. Uh, tell us what you liked and what you didn't like. I'm at Kiran Manral on all social media. I'm Shunali Kuller-Shroff on Instagram and Shunali Shroff on Twitter. See you next week. Ciao.